I'd like to read a quote from St. Faustina's diary. So when Jesus revealed this message of divine mercy, he did so through a Polish nun, now canonized St. Faustina Kowalska. So this is all very new. I imagine most of you are somewhat familiar with this image and with this devotion, but I would argue that it's more than just a devotion. Because we can have many devotions within the church to this saint or that one, but this is different because it's Jesus himself proclaiming the greatness of his mercy, which is for everyone. And as you'll see from this quote, it's really the source of everything that exists. So let me read this. Tell the whole world about my inconceivable mercy. On the feast of mercy, the very depths of my tender mercy are open. I pour out a whole ocean of graces upon those souls who approach the fount of my mercy. The soul that will go to confession and receive Holy Communion shall obtain complete forgiveness of sins and punishment. Let no soul fear to draw near to me, even though its sins be a scarlet. My mercy is so great that no mind, be it of man or angel, will be able to fathom it throughout all eternity. Everything that exists Everything that exists has come forth from the very depths of my most tender mercy. The feast of mercy emerged from the very depths of tenderness. It is my desire that it be solemnly celebrated on the first Sunday after Easter. Mankind will not have peace until it turns to the fount of my mercy. That was number 699 from Faustina's diary. So she kept a diary, and it's quite thick. <laughs> she, she took a lot of notes, some of which are just her own reflections. But there are some entries, like this one, that were dictated by the Lord himself directly. And the way they've published it is that these words from the Lord are in bold type. So you find yourself just turning from bold type to bold type. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that you try to read the entire diary because it is so long and a lot of it applies to religious life, which doesn't apply to most of you. However, there's a lot of other books out there that contain the real pithy statements from our Lord and the beautiful reflections from Faustina. So I would encourage you to read that and to pray with that. I can remember the first time I got my hands on these messages. It was 31 years ago. And I was mad in a sense because I couldn't believe I hadn't heard about this important message before. John Paul II, now Saint John Paul II was really 
very responsible in bringing this forward and, and having it acknowledged officially within the church. He canonized Faustina in the year 2000, and she was the first person, male or female, to be canonized in the new Christian millennium in the year 2000. And on that day, he established the second Sunday of Easter today as the Sunday of Divine Mercy. So it's the second Sunday of Easter, but now throughout the Universal Church, it's also known as Divine Mercy Sunday. The readings haven't changed. The prayers, to my knowledge, really haven't changed. But there was this theme of mercy running through the readings anyway. In the gospel today, Jesus was giving his apostles the charism of forgiving sins. They were already ordained priests. But what you may not know is that the faculty or the, the, the authority to forgive sins is not automatically given when you're ordained a priest. That has to be given separately. It's there, the power's there, so to speak, but then the authority has to also be given. The permission has to be given. And so in a similar kind of way, Jesus, on this second Sunday of Easter, you might say, a week after he rose from the dead, he gives his apostles this charism to forgive sins. So sometimes Catholics, and especially non-Catholic Christians, wonder why is it that you Catholics go to confession? Well, because right here in today's gospel, Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Pretty clear. Pretty clear, right? Does that mean you have to go to confession to have every little sin forgiven? No. No. But when you go to confession, and even if you don't have a serious sin to confess, let's just say you go to confession and you confess, you know, uh, getting angry, having a, a quick temper, a short fuse. Well, when you confess that, the Holy Spirit gives you very specific graces that will help you to be more patient. So it's like going to the divine physician, and then he gives you graces that are healing, specifically for what you confess. So that's a bonus of going to confession. Not that you have to go all the time, right? But it certainly helps to go every once in a while, especially if there's a more serious sin. So as we just take in all of this today, Jesus, you can tell, is trying to motivate us. He's trying to motivate us. He doesn't want us to be afraid to approach him. And the thing I love about the image, I know you probably can't all see it from over there, but the original image, which we have here, this is pretty much the way it was first painted. It's a copy of the original. You can see that his vestments are translucent, which means that the light shines through his vestments. 
And not only that, but then he's taking his vestment, his robe, and he's pulling it back. So in a certain sense, he's exposing his heart. He's exposing his heart. And then from his heart are flowing these rays, these blue and red rays, which are symbolic of the blood and the water that flowed from his pierced side on the cross. So when he referenced in this number that I read a moment ago, the fount of mercy, that's it. In case you were wondering, well, what's the fount of mercy? It's his pierced side. That's the fount of mercy. And the water represents our baptism, and the the blood represents the Holy Eucharist, which is how we enter into and grow in the life of grace. It's how we grow, it's how we enter into friendship and intimacy with God, and it's how we grow in friendship and intimacy with God. That word intimacy might make you squirm a little bit. I don't know if I want to be intimate with God, Father. (laughs) Well, he wants to be intimate with you, and that might be scary, right? Not in a sexual way, obviously, but in a very personal way. And again, that can be a scary thought, especially as we recognize our own sinfulness But, you know, God doesn't see us that way. Recently, I I remembered and have been pondering this old Michael Jordan commercial. How many Michael Jordan fans out there? Well, you're all Piston fans. You probably hated him. (laughs) I was a Bucks fan, but I still loved him. I had the very first pair of Air Jordans. Well, anyway, you might remember this commercial, some of you sports fans. It only lasts about 30 seconds. And you hear, you hear Michael Jordan talk about all, the, all of the shots that he missed. All of the times that he was entrusted with the game-winning shot and missed. And then at the end, he says, and that's why I'm so great. Now, you've got to read in between the lines. The fact that he failed all of those times, that in and of itself does not make him great. So what made him great was that he refused to let his failures define him. Mm. Isn't that good? He refused, like nobody else who ever played basketball probably, he refused to let his failures define him. And he failed hundreds of times. He probably, yeah, he failed thousands of times if you want to count all of the shots that he took, that he attempted and missed. So he failed over and over again. But he never let those failures define him. I think that is an awesome lesson for all of us Christians. And it's one of the messages of divine mercy. Don't let your sins, don't let your failures define you. So then what should define me? What defines me? What defines you? What what is your identity? Where does your identity come from? 
Jesus just told us. Everything that exists has come forth from the very depths of my most tender mercy. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. A good friend of mine here is celebrating her birthday today. Anne, happy birthday. (laughs) And so as we celebrate life, whenever we celebrate our birthdays, whenever we celebrate our baptismal dates or our first communions, our marriages, ordination, all of that comes from the very depths of God's mercy, his goodness, his kindness, his love. It endures forever. We cannot exhaust it. As it says in the prayer that people typically pray as they finish the chaplet of divine mercy, his mercy is unfathomable. It's a great word, unfathomable. Say that really fast five times. Unfathomable. It means it's just mind-blowing, right? It just blows your mind. How great is his mercy. So let's pray today for ourselves and for our community here and for the entire church, for the entire world that we would all come to appreciate more this divine mercy, that we would all have a personal encounter and experience of God's tender mercy today that will help us to keep growing in friendship with him and that will allow us to become all that he created us to be. Amen.